Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and everybody. Uh, li- uh, sorry, I can't talk today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. Uh, I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga in uh, beautiful British Columbia. I am in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios. And Mitchell, where are you at? Yeah, I am uh, broadcasting from beautiful British Columbia, as mentioned in the Gurkha Cigar Studios. Uh, don't forget to head over to your local retailer, favorite online shop, and pick up the brand new Gurkha Ghost Connecticut. That's right, the Ghost now has the line extension, the Connecticut, and uh, it's creamy, it's beautiful, and it's delicious. Make sure you go out there and get it. I think it was officially released last week at uh, at the Great Smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well. They were taking orders for it at TBE, but yet it, I think Abe was the exclusive launching point yeah. um, for that cigar. So, uh, great cigar. I've had it. Um, it's a great addition to the to that Ghost line. If you're a Ghost fan um, and you smoke Kirka, uh, I would highly recommend that one. Don't forget to check it out. Uh, Mitchell, so we have uh, a little bit of not really big news, but more of an update, so to speak. Um, as we talked about last week, we launched our third iteration of our Cigar Family Charitable Foundation raffle. Um, that went live Monday night. So it's been like nine days now. Um, mm-hmm. And in nine days, we've raised $9,000. Uh, currently, at the time, at, at this very moment in time, we were at $9,000 even. Um, you know what, everyone? That deserves a little... It does. It does. It, it, it is. I mean, and guys are killing it. And that speaks to, you know, everyone out there who, who donated the money. Um, so yeah. thank you to them. I mean, the people, you know, without exactly. them, I mean, that, it wouldn't be here. So thank you to everyone who's donated um, so far. It, that's, it's, it's huge. I mean, we have 34 days to go. Um, I've not really been screaming it from the mountaintops, but I haven't been shy about it either. I'd, I'd like to do 30,000. Uh, so, I mean, at this rate, I think it's definitely possible. Uh, we've been adding more and more prizes to the raffle page. Uh, the Fuente prizes that everyone keeps asking me for are, are mostly in. Uh, I am releasing them in small quantities, but uh, there is more than just the four items that were added yesterday. Um, so thank you to everybody. Uh, and we have a long way to go, and it's going to be an exciting journey. And um, just can't wait. Just can't wait for it. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's just, I can't believe we're... Uh, Man, this is awesome. If we can get to ten yeah. grand by this weekend, I mean that's you know, a week and a half, ten grand. I mean, there's no reason why we can't do three times that, you know. And no, that's true, and like I said, with with all the uh with all the manufacturers manufacturers putting in the prizes that they are, it's uh, you know, we're people are getting the chance to win things that are as I like to call unobtainium. You, you pretty much can't find them anywhere on the market. So you can't. It's uh, and again, like I said, the for the cause, it's uh, it's amazing. You know, like you said, you guys visited the foundation. Uh, was it late November. last year? Yeah, late last year, and you know, you firsthand can tell it's uh, every dollar goes to an amazing cause. Yeah, so I, I just want to give prizes. An, I want to give another shout out to uh, the guys at How About That Cigar for having me on the show. Uh, mm. On Monday night, I was with them. It was a great time. Thank you for uh, having me on the show and helping us promote this fundraiser. It does mean a lot to us here at Smoking Tobacco, uh, as it does for the Fuente and Newman families. 
who have expressed to me hundreds of times how much it means to them. So, so thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, to everyone who's helped spread the word and share the news on that and uh, help us kind of, you know, get everyone together. Uh, thank you. I just wanted to say that uh, one more time. But tonight we also have another special show planned because we have an award winner on our show tonight. That's right. That's right. We have an award winner on the show tonight. It's our 2022 person of the year. We're man of the year. Um, who uh, is the pretty much who's one of my favorite people in the industry. Uh, and he plays a, a big role at Espinosa Cigars. Um, let's bring him on here. I, I, just, I, I can't wait. I, I don't know if I could build him up any any more than that. I mean, he's he's a legend. He's a legend. It's Hector Alfonso, Smoke and Tobacco's 2022 Person of the Year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Actually, Matt, I'm making the announcement now. It's from now until the end of the year. It's Sir Hector Alfonso. Oh, so we can, oh I like me. that. Excuse I like me. that. <laughs> it's, just, it's Sir Hector Alfonso because, listen, when 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 I was when you called me to when I when I won the award I was I was really taken aback because uh, I'm I'm a support guy and that's and and you know these awards usually are for brand owners and and faces of the company so it was it was a really it was very nice it was it was it was an it was an honor but I think my cohort Jack Tarano summed it up best when he said anybody but Terrence O'Reilly as long as it's anybody oh man Terrence fired so that's oh, uh, you man, know that was so good. And, it was, oh, look, Tim, Tim McCabe's on. What a great guy Tim is. You want to know what kind of a guy Tim McCabe is? I don't know if you guys ever met Tim McCabe. Tim McCabe, I, I, we had an event in Buffalo, and we had like we we do this every once in a while. There's conflicting events. Eric doesn't say no to anybody, and and why should he? I mean, when is when your brand's hot, you want to be everywhere. But it was it was conflictive. He was going to be somewhere. Jack was going to be somewhere else, and we needed somebody to go to this Buffalo cigar event, and. I went up to do it, and Tim doesn't even work for us. And Tim was Tim was shuffling me around like if I like if he was one of our reps. What a what a great guy! Uh, what a great guy Tim McCabe is. So um, I'm very That's happy awesome. to meet him. Very happy to, to have met him McCabe. and continued my acquaintance with him. So yes, like Jack said, anybody but Terrence Riley. I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way <laughs> because you know, I think Terrence. You're, you're Terrence, just you're just relaying the quote. I'm just relaying the quote, and I think they had a little back and forth, which is very funny because. Uh, Jack's a witty guy, and Terrence obviously is possibly one of the smartest guys in the cigar industry. So uh, it was good to see that little back and forth. But, it was uh, it was funny because I, I I saw I saw Jack on the trade show floor. I think it was the first day of TPE, and he sees me, and the first thing he said was Hector Alfonso, really, out of everybody. <laughs> and then he was like, Nah, he's like, Well deserved. He's a great guy. <laughs> Jack Jack better know where his bread is buttered. If Jack wants to have a nice place to sit at the office, he better. Uh, Listen, Jack. No, outside of Eric himself, there has been no proponent. Nobody has been a bigger proponent or a stauncher supporter of what we, you know, of myself and what we do, what I do for the company, and what the and what the company has done. And it's uh, it's it's really, uh, I'm telling you, it's, it, it was really an honor. I mean, listen, uh, there, especially a year like last year, which is a big year. This was a, a huge year in the industry. It could have gone in any direction. So, uh, I'm I'm very thankful. And, and, you know, per personally, at least like, you know, pulling back the curtain a bit, it's it wasn't just what you did in terms of for your own company of Espinosa, but you've had your hands in multiple companies blending outside of your own portfolio as well. And those those brands were landing on lists as well, as well as our list. And, you know, it, we thought that that recognition was really well deserved. So, 
Listen, it's 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 we've come a long way. I mean, listen, uh, in this industry, when you 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 run across brand owners and and you run across uh, ambassadors, for some reason, there is a very small group of guys who blend cigars. There really is. There really is a very small group of guys who blend cigars. And I mean, not just at, at our level, which is small. I'm talking about at much bigger levels. But you know, I you go into shops and you and there are a lot of guys who still come into sh- the shop I go to, who don't know who I am, you know, because they're just starting out. And and you listen to the talk. Everybody wants to be everybody wants to be involved in the cigar blending aspect of, of it, and like like it's really sexy, and it's not. I mean, it's the, really the it's really the it's it's the it's the part that you know it's to me it's always been the the it's it's what drove me to stay you know once i once i started working on this it's the one that's motivated me to this is what i really want to do i like this you know it motivated me retiring early to go do this with eric full time but there's there's it's a very small group but if you hear you 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 go to the trade show floor or you're at the circle bar at the old circle bar and you hear guys everybody's like well i blended this and i blended that and they're like no you didn't i never did that and, and then i've had guys tell me i've had guys tell me and i'm, I'm i don't i'm not going to play that you know you, you can't you don't you don't win anything by by calling people out but i had a guy told me that he blended this that you know he said hey that guy just said he blended that cigar i said i did that cigar what's wrong with that guy but do you <laughs> want to get into that pissing contest with a guy no so you just you know you just kind of it's as long as the guys who talk about the tobacco who review the cigars who make the news announcements who who promote them through public releases uh, press releases know who, who who is it that's that i'm fine with that i i really am yeah, I mean, you guys, last year, the biggest splash, it's no secret, you know, Knuckle Sandwich with Guy Fieri um, hit the market with Espinosa, and since then, it's already expanded to, there was a PCA exclusive, if I remember correctly, and then... There was a PCA, yeah, there was a PCA exclusive, we did, uh, we launched the line extension in the very last uh, week of December, we announced the line extension for January, which has gone off, it's it's gone off incredibly, the, the Connecticut, the Connecticut is just... You know, when you think about a Connecticut, you know, usually people launch Connecticut right away. When a new company comes yeah. on, it's Habano and Connecticut or Habano, Connecticut, Maduro. Those are the three ones they launch right away. Uh, just like we did with Espinosa. Well, without going, without waiting five years, we waited a year. The brand got its feet wet. The the demand is still high for the cigar. The people are still, people are still craving for it and, and, and clamoring for it. So the new line, the new line came in in January. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we released... I, this is, listen, we have been, we have had in our 10, 11 years, we have had some really great releases that have flown out the door, but nothing is, nothing is, nothing like this bad boy right here. Oh, the 55. The 55, I, you have no idea how many people are upset at us about this 55 because they couldn't get enough of it. Uh, and, And listen, we, it's, you 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 have to play. It's a it's a it's a delicate balance about promoting a new brand, promoting uh, the Guy Fieri line, which is Eric and, and Guy together. It's a delicate balance between promoting that and oversaturating the market with every single you know every single uh, I, any connotation or I'm sorry every single iteration of something you can make with that with that knuckle sandwich logo on it. You you have to try to kind of be delicate. And we did this thing for him. He wanted to do something for his birthday, so we made the cigar for his birthday. And it was kind of uh, it was kind of one of those sh- you know schmaltzy kind of things. Fifty five years old. It was a fifty five ring cigar. It was five by five and a half by fifty five. We had all the numbers were in play there. Uh, we made five hundred and fifty five boxes, and 
they were gone, gone, gone. And then I actually felt bad for our sales staff because our sales staff is the one that got allocations and they have to say, well, I've got, this is a, this, this store has carried me, but I can only give you one or I can only give you two. It's, it was that, it was that kind of a problem. It was, and don't tell me, don't get me wrong. It's a problem we would have never thought we, we would have never even imagined that 10 years ago. But, you know, we that happened with the Warhead sampler that we did a couple of years ago. It's happened with a, with a couple of things that we've done that were like really quick, quick hit limited releases. They fly off the door. This this one was we could have made 5,000 of these things. And, I was going to say, in uh, hindsight, you should have made 5,555 at this point. <laughs> but then but then here's the thing. Then the guys will tell you, then there's nothing special about smoking the cigar. What's exactly what's, what makes it special now? Nothing. You know, now. So what makes it special is that you were you were part of the 5,500 people who got to smoke the cigar. So that's how many cigars were made. So, you know, that's uh, that's the, that's it. That's the beauty of it, you know? So I, I, it's it's a delicate balance, man. Listen, we're, we, we, we are trying to do everything the right way this time. In our 10 years prior to Knuckle Sandwich, we did a lot of things that young companies do to try to get ahead. And, and the market was a little different now, but you know the market's changed, and uh, the cigar cigars are going through a boom again. And and when you get an opportunity to launch a brand and do it kind of the right way, you know this is this is, you know we look at what we did with Espinosa, and what, where we should have made a left, we made a right, or we should have made a right, we made a left, uh, where we should have stopped, we kept going. You know we we can take all of these learning experiences and use them now with this brand while with, with this brand while we continue to 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 push our our, our brand forward as well. Yeah, I mean. We talk about celebrity cigars from time to time, and usually the tone with celebrity cigars is, I mean, and Hector, you know, it's its not like the jazziest conversation because history tells us a lot of those collaborations, they're just, they just never really blow up the way I think people well, think they would. But if you, if you, I can give you my two cents if you want my two cents. Absolutely. Go ahead. All right. This is, this is what I think happens. Uh, celebrity, celebrity, celebrity releases are are in at their core regionalized releases. Okay, and without naming names, if uh, a hockey player, a badminton—I'm just going to use different sports so nobody, you know, nobody gets their their panties in a twist. Hockey player comes out with a cigar. Uh, Taekwondo champion comes out with a cigar. Let's say, let's say Gracie comes out with a cigar. Uh, Royce Gracie comes out with a cigar. Uh, it's going to be, it's a regionalized cigar. Where is Royce from? Where's his hometown? Where does he live in the United States? Where is he, where is he popular in the United States? It's going to be popular there. It may be popular with a sect that watches MMA or that watches the jujitsu stuff. And then you have the, the issue that he's been out of the sport for 15 years. But let's say he just got out a couple of years ago. Even if you just got out, even if you're a Hall of Famer, you just got out of the sport. And, and, and what we noticed with Knuckle Sandwich where we had the crossover where where Guy Fieri kind of transcends the industry. If your significant other, and I know your wife uh, smoked, or will continue, will start smoking again eventually one day, doesn't smoke right now, but your wife's into cigars like you are. Yeah. She she may not know who those sports guys are. She might not watch hockey. I mean, you're in the Northeast. I doubt that she does not know who hockey is, but let's she doesn't know hockey players. But let's say that she's not a sports person. She may not know who that particular sports person is or that actor in the case of a couple of actors who have come out or that basketball player or whatever, but she knows who Guy Fieri is because yep. he's on the he's on the Food Network 
eight times a day. She knows, and she eats. She doesn't play basketball or hockey, but she eats, and she yeah, likes yeah. dining. She likes dives and diners and drive-ins and you know grocery games, and she likes that stuff. So he transcends. He kind of transcends our industry, and that's what I think has been very. That's been one of the important elements in transcending just the cigar culture into the mainstream culture, which he really has made a. He's made an incredible. He's made an incredible effort to do that. If you don't, if you watch his shows, he's wearing the knuckle sandwich cigar shirt on his show. You can't pay for that kind of. There's no, there's no billboard in the world better than that. It's true. I, I see him all the time with one in his hand, non lit. All the and time. And let me tell you something. A lot of these guys, they might be they're partial smokers or they're part time smokers or they're not enraptured or completely swallowed up by the cigar culture. Guy smoke cigars. At the, yeah. you know, when we were with him at the Big Smoke, he must have gone through five cigars in a three-hour period. Even I don't go through five cigars. I don't go through five cigars a day, for Christ's sakes. He's, you know, one after another, one after another. He's he he's into cigars, man. I'm telling you, he's into cigars. Just like he's into tequila, just like he's into, you know, his restaurants and his TV shows. He is, you know, he is he is a full-fledged, a full-fledged supporter of whatever he gets involved with. Yeah, I mean, he's even been on, uh, I think he was on, like, some... Some uh, he did a Chris Wallace. He did a show with Chris Wallace. He did a yeah. It was on yeah. HBO Max. He did who's look who's talking to Chris Wallace, and he mentioned his cigars. It came up. So obviously the the cigars are they're important to him, you know. Yeah, I mean it. The last the one of the more recent ones that came out, I think Jeremy Piven did a cigar, and I remember hearing about it, and then I never saw it, and then I remember asking some people like, "Oh, did you guys ever get those in?" Oh uh, yeah, we got, we got a couple boxes. Never saw anyone smoking it, you know. You want to laugh? Uh, you want to laugh? It's a great cigar. I'm sure it is. I, when, I, when I when I had it, I called Dion and said, "This is an incredible cigar." And he goes, and he and he said, "Thank you very much." And you know, he said some other stuff, but he said, "Thank you very much." And <laughs> no, but you know, we talked about other stuff. He didn't say anything about the cigar, but I'm saying he, it, it's it's a great cigar, but you I've have heard to get behind it. it. A lot of here's a lot of another thing. A lot of guys who a lot of celebrities get involved in this industry don't realize. Just like your co-host John, or you know your 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 part-time co-host John, John travels. You have to travel to sell cigars. You have to get on a plane and you have to fly to Wichita. And as many times as you want to say, I'm just going to Boston, Chicago, New York, Atlanta. <clears throat> you have to go to Indy, and you have to go to the Carolinas, and you have to go to Texas, and you have to go to. You know, uh, you have to go to Oregon and you have to go to Washington and Washington. You have to travel to spread the word about your cigars. And some of these guys have a schedule that probably doesn't allow it. And cigars might have been a venture that they were interested in, but not realizing the aggregate amount of time that cigar sales and cigar marketing and branding and and this and, and getting out there, spread the word will take what kind of a toll it'll take on your time. It's a lot of it takes a lot, bro. It takes a lot, you know. Hell, the world's most famous rapper had a cigar for a while, and and you know, and and who's and he's you know, he's going to stop doing concerts to go to go sling cigars? Probably not. You know, you bring up a good point, and I think it's something that people don't realize. You know, reps, even people like yourself, um, you work in the industry. You got to travel. I mean, it's a road life, and fortunately, um, you know, I've gotten to spend you know a lot of time with with John. Because uh, he's one of my closest friends, and obviously we spend a lot of time together. And but I, a lot of the times I spend time with him, it's you know meeting up with him while he's on the road and going to do events with him. 
and uh, which is great. I love doing it. Uh, but like I get to see that firsthand of like, you know, the method of the madness of what he does every day, especially when there's an event, you know, it's like, OK, get checked into the hotel, get settled in, getting up early the next day. We got to And John does his cooking at his events. Right. So it's like, OK, now we got to go sure, we gotta get all the things we got to get. We got to get all the food, prepare. These are all the cigars. All the stuff's already sent to the store, unbox it, set it up, make a display. Um, you know, there's I mean, I've done countless events with him and, and just to see like it's a lot of work. And, you know, I do them here and there with him. I mean, he does, you know, back to back to back to back to back. It's, you know, go to one city, do that for two days, set up, have an event, do the whole thing, get on the plane, go to the next city. And it's like, you know, it's like, I hate to compare it like this, but it's almost like, you know, like when bands go on tour, you know what I mean? It's like you, Absolutely. Hit, you go on the road and, and you're he, gone. And while he's while he's at that shop in, in Alabama, he's already planning what his next trip will be in a couple of weeks. Yep. You know, you got to lay out the logistics for that. I flew, I flew the least amount in RO. I flew about seventy nine, almost eighty thousand miles. But Jack is well over a hundred thousand miles. Eric is well over a hundred thousand miles. You know, Richie, Richie doesn't travel that much uh, anymore because he is mostly key accounts. But he does travel out those key accounts. He took seven or eight flights last year. You know, I was traveling like once every every other month for ten days. You know, and and that's not counting. That I really haven't been to Nicaragua. In a, I've only been to Nicaragua once in the last year. I'm going again Friday. I mean, on Sunday I'm going again. So I mean, you know, those that doesn't count the trips to Nicaragua, which are a pain in the ass. And in John's case, the you know the trips to, to the DR. Yeah. You know, we've got. Listen, this just this year alone, you have. Uh, the big smoke. The great smoke was here. The big smoke was the end of last year. That was in Las Vegas. Then they had to go to TP. Now we're going to TAA. Uh, well, they are going to TA. While they go to TA, I'm going to Nicaragua. Uh, yeah, Jack was at the uh, Underground Festival. I did the the Smoking Ten event in Ohio. Uh, Eric is doing this event over there. Eric, uh, he's going to take to Texas to the one the other one in Texas. We're constantly we're constantly out there trying to you know to 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 have a face that attached to the name while we're out there amongst our other you know I want to say our brethren but our competition as well as they you know at, at these multi vendors. So it's, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of travel involved, and I'm, I, I came back Sunday, and I'm still. Uh, uh, I'm, <clears throat> I know it's a family show. I'm still banged up from this trip. You know, I got. I had. <laughs> got it's not a family show, play. but that. But we, that's oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still fucked up. I got you know. I, I got on a plane at six thirty, which means I had to get up at four. I got to get up at three thirty. I'm sitting at the airport at four fifteen, four twenty, because I know how TSA in Miami is, but. I don't know how TSA in a smaller city might be, so I got to make sure that I don't get, you know, I'm not, I, I, I can get through TSA, and you know, I have pre-check, but I got through it, and you know, and I'm on a plane, and now you know, boards at six o'clock, and we're on the plane at six, and we land at nine thirty, then you land at Miami International Airport, which is packed on a Sunday because everybody is, it's the beginning of spring break here this week, and uh, you know, it was, I'm still banged up, I'm telling you, I'm still not a hundred percent, and now I got to get on a plane on Sunday, so, uh, but that's that's. As what is uh, what did the guy say? What did Hyman Roth say? And 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 Godfather too. This is the choice that we have made. You know this. Right. This is the job. The choices that we have made. Samantha Nicole. Hey, Samantha Nicole. And it's, all right. So anyway, it's funny because and then you know you talk Godfather three and it's like once I was once I thought I was out they pulled me back in and you see a lot of people they leave and they come back. I think the the, the better line in that one is. If you if you do it, they'll be scared of you. And he looks at Tyler Shire and he goes, "Maybe they should be scared of you, Connie. Maybe they should be scared of you." you know? 
It's so true. Guys, I forgot. Uh, we have to... Uh, we missed two things in the show tonight already, and we have to kind of backtrack a little bit. I apologize. Do you think? Um, it's time for our What Are We Smoking segment, brought to you by TwoGuysCigars.com. That's right. If you head to the number two, GuysCigars.com, you'll find an amazing selection of some of the best cigars available in this industry only at the number two, GuysCigars.com. Well, Hector, I know you're smoking the Knuckle Sandwich uh, 55 over there. And uh, mm -hmm. Mitchell, remind us, what are you smoking? I got a Laranja Reserva in my favorite Vitola. Loves that the cigar. Kaigsa. Uh, this is my last one, actually. And Hector, that's so, not even just because you're here. I mean, he, that, that kid loves that cigar. He's always, I love this all, cigar. It's all he talks about. <laughs> yeah, he, that's a, that's a, he, he threw that in there because I thought he was going to do a red or a green. So I was, and I, I didn't know yeah. he had that one in the, in the arsenal. Now, this is, this is amazing. Like, every time I smoke this to the nub, it's, I like, I, I cannot get enough of these. Um, but my second cigar will probably be a 601 Red. And I'm smoking the 601 Blue, the Maduro, uh, which is a fantastic cigar. And on deck, I have, where is it? I have the 601 Green, the Oscuro. So I have that. The most, under, the most underrated cigar in our portfolio. Yeah, really? Super underrated. That green is super underrated. It, has, it hasn't gotten the accolades or the, or the word of mouth that, that the, the blue or the red has, but... It's one of those, if you know, you know, cigars. I, I really, I get that a lot from guys. Guy said, man, this 601 Green is, I go, yeah, you know. He goes, you know, you know. If Problem you know. is we need more people to know. We need more people to know, you know. That's right. You know. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, we cut and light our cigars with our favorite accessories. Brought to you by Cigar Blondie, uh, the, oh, you know, the cutter first, the beautiful double guillotine cutter, and then, of course, the flat blade flame lighter available in three finishes chrome white and black only available at cigarblondie.com um all right so back to the show guys um you know we talked about knuckle sandwich obviously i mean it's probably the biggest thing going for espinoza right now um i think that's been you know as we said a huge success it's already expanding uh last thing i'll ask hector before we kind of pivot to other topics um do we see more with the knuckle sandwich line this year or are you guys just, yeah, of course, of course. You're so there's even see, more listen, to come. No, I mean, core line wise, we're good. We just released the, like I said, we just released the, the, the Connecticut and the Connecticut We're you know, we'll wait, we'll wait a while before we release another core line. Uh, but you'll see a PCA special. Uh, we'll do the chef special like we did last year of the, uh, of the, uh, chef special, which is, a a box press figurado. This, last year we did it in Habano. This year there's a new blend in Sumatra. And there's one other thing you may see. I'm just, I've got to keep it under wraps right now because we're not sure what the timeline is. But you may see another Espinosa-type kind of thing with, with uh, to, to what we used to call in law enforcement shake the tree. You know, something to, something to shake people up. So uh, we don't have a timeline on that. But we have, we have at least one more thing coming by the end of the year. All right. Well, I'll trust the process, you know, like. Like we say here in New England, you know, in, in Bill Belichick, we trust. You know, I, I entrust in you with, with Espinoza. Uh, we'll trust, the <laughs> trust the process. Um, one of the things that we saw uh, at TPE, and I think was also announced that same week, was the Wasabi Lanceros um, being released again. Uh, tell us a little bit about Wasabi Lancero for those who don't know about it. Well, there is... You know, Candela is one of those tobaccos that uh, I guess the new generation of smoker doesn't really hasn't doesn't really know a lot about Candela. Uh, 
Candela was the most popular rapper imported into this country until about the mid forties, early fifties. Uh, so several, you know, several years ago, we made a cigar for a company called Moya Ruiz, who I really thought they were going to be the next Viaje in the sense that they were going to do these small limited releases, uh, that would, that would, you know, that would do very well at shops and, you know, and, and create buzz until their next one. I really thought that was the direction they were going, which is an ode to what Farkas does at his company. I think that that uh, that, that Viaje has a, their their system works perfectly for them, and uh, some of the releases are just outstanding, you know. And it didn't it didn't come to fruition, but they wanted to do a they wanted to do a cigar called Pickle Juice, where they would put some Candela cigars in a green container that looked like a container of Heinz pickle juice, you know Heinz pickles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I went to Nicaragua with one of the missions was, I forgot what else I was doing, but one of the missions I, I, I had at the moment, uh, was that I had to make a Candela cigar. So prior, prior to making that Candela cigar, my daughter just came home. I had to give my daughter a little kiss there. So, uh, one of the, <laughs> I'm a dad. Over, You're good. Beyond everything, else, beyond everything else, I'm a father. So, uh, one of the, one of the things I did prior to that cigar was I smoked a lot of Candela and there in my opinion there were three great candelas and a lot of unspectacular long clipping kind of candelas now i'm not the guy i I don't make fun of other brands because listen uh it's just you know every there everybody has a different taste everybody you know there are a lot of cigars that people smoke that they love that that you you question why but you know people's palates are you know people's palates are people's palates so the three cigars that i really enjoyed and it's no it, 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 for people who know me shouldn't really be should be surprised i i really dug the uh elusion candela in the holy lance i really really got into the fermorian uh which is the one that skip does and i really like the one that Flood makes those are the three that i smoked i smoked them once i found them, i like these i smoked them again and then i had an, an idea of what i wanted to do when i went to the crowd so we just re- and we just released you know we did the one for them and then I made a couple for us. The one for us made it fancy. I box pressed it. Nobody ever, I don't think nobody ever box pressed a candela. So we box pressed it and we put a little black uh, Maduro tip on the, ra- on the, on the, on the foot of, on the head of the cigar. It does nothing. It's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic thing only. I wanted to call that cigar Kermit's Johnson, but we didn't really <laughs> want to. Wow. Wow. We didn't really, we didn't really want to get sued by the children's television network. So we came out with the Robusto, and the Robusto did very well. Listen, it did very well, and we didn't make our Candela like the other companies I mentioned. Our Candela is not a March St. Patrick's Day release. It's an all-year release. You can get wasabi all year. And the power of suggestion, just like you're smoking a Laranja, you would be surprised how many people walked up to me, Eric or Jack, and said, you know, I'm smoking this Laranja, and I taste citrus. And I, I don't know what to tell them. I just I kind of look at them and you know the mind is very powerful when it comes to suggestion, and I, I always say well you know I think the guy who was making it that day must have had a Sunday delight or something because there's no orange I don't taste any orange in there there's no orange or citrus additive there's no there's no there's no note of any any citrus in any of that tobacco on that but when we made the wasabi people were telling us oh my god it's so spicy does it have wasabi in it no it doesn't have wasabi in it we'd kill somebody to smoke wasabi I mean I'm just I'm just thinking off the top of my head, that's going to, why would you, why would you want that kind of anguish, you know? So after a couple of years, uh, people were, were clamoring for a smaller wasabi. So we did a Corona wasabi and the Corona wasabi does very well. 
And, you know, when I say very well, it's you, you in perspective to the amount of cigars we make. And, you know, we don't make as many wasabis as we make Laranjas, but the ones we make, they're, they go. So we, uh, we, there's a couple of sizes that I think that as a company we do very well. One of them is a 48 ring. I think anything we do in a 48 ring is very, is, it just is outstanding. And I, I, I take a lot of credit for that because that's my preference. That's my ring size of preference. Six, six and a half by 48, that's me all day. But the other cigar that we do really well are Lanceros. So we had to do a project. Uh, we were asked to do something special for the uh, Rocky Mountain Festival. So I made Lanceros of Le Bon, Lancero this, Lancero that. And they we sold them in these packs. And the people were like, people were like, call. I mean, people were DMing us about the cigar. Hey, you know, is this going to be regular production? I said, you know what? Let's do it. So we made, you know, we made about 500 boxes. And in the first couple of days, we went through half of them. I mean, a Candela Lancero. We went through half of them in the first day. So that just shows you, you know, it's it's a it's a tribute to, I guess, the company and, and people having faith in it. But also, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we have we have tapped into that nirvana. And guys want to try this. You know, guys want to try anything that's funky and anything that's different. So, you know, we that's how that came about. I mean, it really it, it was something that I was just going to drop on people. But I mentioned it and I mentioned it on one of the shows. And next thing you know, a half wheel called me about it. And I, you know, and I, I, I commented to them and it was a, there was a press. There was a, a they wrote a story about it and and people were asking, when the hell is this coming? I said, well, you guys didn't know this was coming until two days ago. Relax. It'll be here. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> and, and when I was out and I was out last week, I saw a bunch of people offering it to me. Hey, you want to. You want to smoke the, you know, I, I've had it. Trust me when I tell you, I've had it. It's, it's good. I've had it. I've had it. It's good. Enjoy. Enjoy your cigar, which is another weird thing. When you travel, I don't, I haven't really talked to Jack or Eric about this. Guys that are into your brand, guys who love you, guys who love the company and, you know, you've been with them for years, uh, who follow you on social media and stuff. When they see you at events, they're so happy to see you because a lot of them are just happy that you've traveled to where they are. For instance, you know, I did an event and, in, outside of Seattle, in a city called Lacey, Cigar Daddies. On a Tuesday night, I think. It was a really slow night. It was a Tuesday night. When you think of slow nights in the cigar industry. And it was it was a packed house. And I said, man, this is a lot of people on a Tuesday. And the guy says, nobody comes up here. We're happy that somebody came up here. So they 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 show their they show their happiness by supporting not just the brand, but they come and support the brick and mortar. So that's that's some of the beauty of our industry. Our beauty, our industry does have a lot of underlying beautiful stories and notes that when you look back, you go, wow, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's really cool. Like right now there's a, there's a message on the on screen from Kissy Critchfield who is uh, her and her husband own a shop in Simpsonville, Kentucky. And me and Jack were there last year, not Eric. I mean, you know, cause Eric's been out there a bunch of times, but me and Jack went out there and, and she told us how she goes, you guys killed it. I mean, you killed it. You know, which of course we had to come back and tell Eric that we outdid him the last time he was there. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he loved that. Of course, he hated that. So we'll, so we'll see. You know, but, but it's, you ain't never going back now. But no, he's not. Look, he's he's not a petulant child. He knows that he doesn't care if it's you know if if it's the gardener, if the gardener go out and sling and sling cigars and do a good job for us. But also, Eric's putting him on a plane. You know, that's that's what we're about. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned that you know this industry has you know those little things and. We talk about it all the time. This industry is so special because of how small it is, and I think because of how small it is, is the reason why you have so many of those stories and those moments and those interactions. And you know, I, where I, I, I truly believe. I mean, I look. There's 
millions of other industries and business all around the world, right? Right. And I've never worked in all of them, or many of them, right? As most people don't. But I truly believe that there's no industry like this industry because of how small it is, how close it is, and, you know, just the nature of smoking premium cigars. I mean, it's the argument we have all the time, right? Smoking cigars, mm-hmm. it's not like going to a bar and having drinks with people. It's not. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's the same at all. I, listen, I don't think anybody said, "Hey, the one of the Clydesdales is going to be here this week. We should go to the bar and you know, and and go pet the Clyde." You know, that's that's not you know, it's it's not the same. I mean, listen, when and, and I know that that wine guys do it, and 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 the and the bourbon guys do events as well, and. I, at, the, at the big smoke that we just did in Fort Lauderdale a couple of weeks ago, we met a couple of these uh, a couple of these new distillers, these young distillers, and it's it's very it's very happening. Listen, everybody talks about what a great what a great industry we're in and, and how we've kicked the we've we've kicked the we've kicked ass in the last couple of years. The bourbon guys are smoking us. What they're doing, you know, what they've done in the last couple of years is just is is incredible. I mean, they they you know with these the. Uh, People with disposable income and you know this newfound income who are working from home and have a chance to you know uh, they're drinking they're drinking whiskey like it's going out of style more than the, than more than the cigars that they're smoking but I think it's different when you know there's a, a lot more brands of there are a lot more whiskey brands and wine wine brands and there are cigar brands and I think that people connect I, I think the average person if you're a cigar smoker and you drink whiskey and you drink wine. You may be a little more connected to the to the cigar side, so you you will go out and, and support you know us at a shop nearby, uh, because listen you know it, you get a chance to do some of this inside baseball stuff, and you'd be surprised how knowledgeable cigar guys cigar fans and smokers have gotten in the last ten years since I joined you know since I joined Espinosa. When I joined Espinosa, you know the, the 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 media cigar media had just the 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 one that I consider the collective cigar media of now, the young guns. You know the the yourself now included and 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 Coop hasn't been called young in fifty years and and then Dojo and these guys they they just they really started to happen you know pop 10, 10, 10, 11 years ago, and you know we 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 work hand in hand with them. We do things hand in hand with them to make sure that you know that they they spread the gospel for us and. And we go out, you know, any chance to shake hands and kiss. Well, we're not kissing a lot of babies and cigars. And shake hands and pat people on the back. That's a fantastic thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, you're right. You talk about, you know, wine and, and whiskey and really I mean, the, the multiple divisions of the bigger collective of the alcohol industry, uh, which I think is probably the closest industry to ours. I don't know if you would agree with that, but to me, it's like the closest other industry. Um, but, yeah, it's it's. There's similarities, but there's just there's nothing like this industry, and uh, we've talked well, a lot about it tonight. You know, I laugh because I used to say that our, my this industry when I first started working with this with Eric, and I saw some of the events and some of the people that would stand in line to see him, to meet him, and then you know the, I see the people standing in line. At the second day of the big smoke, there was a, he didn't get there until like 45 minutes after the show started. There was a line of grown men and women, 40 or 50 deep, already waiting in line to see him. Just to get two minutes with him and shake a hand, take a take a picture or whatever. It reminds me a lot of the of the sports memorabilia business. Yeah. What a, what a big what you know. It, it, there 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 are parallels there. It's incredible. Yeah, and and how many you know how many of these you know, whiskey brands, wine brands, 
uh, rum brands, beer brands? Do you see people, you know, like lining up to to shake hands with the master distiller or you don't, you don't, or or you don't because they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, unless it was back in the old days where, you know, the guy from Pete's Wigged Ale or the the guy who ran Sad Adams. Now, you know, who knows? You don't know who runs Budweiser. I don't know who runs Miller or Coors or, but I, but I think that's what differentiates us. And I think we're, you know, we're a little more reachable, you know? Yeah. It's more human. This is more accessible. And, we are more and one of the things that I, you know, I'll give a lot of credit to is, you know, especially in the last three years with the pandemic, I think that, you know, really brought more of the industry online than it did before. Um, but people are more accessible. I mean, people like you and Steve Saka, uh, I mean, the retailers themselves, you know, like Abe, just people who are just on social media and they use it so much, you know, people can go on Facebook and message you or share a picture and tag you or they can share a picture of you know dunbarton and tag steve and you guys will go on you'll comment on those photos with those people and answer their questions or talk to them what kind what kind of car do you drive matt uh chevy silverado how about you mitchell what what do you drive mitchell Uh, i drive a toyota rav4 okay if anything goes if if you had a comment whether negative or positive about your rav4 or your silverado do you think you can get on? You could go to the Chevy website or the Twitter website, and you might be able to 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 send an email or, or send a direct message. But you're not talking to anybody. You're not talking to anybody with juice there. You're talking to a customer service rep who has a script and knows what he has to answer you back. Uh, you know, and it could be, hey, look, I love the car. The car's been fantastic, or something silly as, you know, uh, the seatbelt light doesn't go off when I. You know, you you have to go through a whole process, you know, even though you sent them an email or sent them a text message. Right. You still got to go to your dealership. Right. We get messages all the time. Oh, my God, I love this cigar. Have you thought about making it in a Perfecto? And you have to answer them back. Listen, no, we haven't thought. But, but, but we're we're one of those few businesses where we engage at the entry level, at the first level of usership. The guy who smoke, buys the cigar, cuts it at a store, lights it. He can text and reach out and he'll grab in our company. At least he's going to grab one of the top three guys in our company and get a contact back from them. Good luck doing that with Toyota. Good luck doing that with, with Chevy. That's how, but, but that's how in hand we are in this industry. I mean, we, that's how, that's how connected we are to our, our consumer that at the very, at this level, we have that kind of back and forth with them, you know, one of the things that I, I thought was great during during the pandemic, and I know you guys are all friends. That's why I don't really, I don't mind talking about this show or that show. Just like when I'm on your show, when I'm on another show, I, I've mentioned your show. The the guys from DP did a 24 hour herb. Do you remember that, Matt? I don't. Do you remember I don't that? remember it, but I've heard of. I heard about it. All right. So it was. I want to say it was 10 o'clock at night. So. You know, I got the link to, hey, man, why don't you come on for a little while? And there's a room you have. Skip Martin was in that room. Steve Socker was in that room. Pete Johnson was in that room. Uh, Terrence Riley was in that room. Uh, Fred Rui was in that room. That's just five of the guys I can remember. There must have been ten guys on there that you're sitting there going, well, this is like this is like a baseball card junkie convention. If you're collecting baseball cards, if you're if you're collecting baseball cards that you want, you know, you're looking for guys who, who, who have – 
who have a lot of substance, people who people who are who are recognizable in social media as ambassadors of our industry. We've got ten of them right there. You know, ten great guys right there. I remember being in the rooms going, "This is incredible." I mean, you know, if you're if you are if you're a cigar nerd, and you know you can't go out because you're in the middle of a pandemic, and you know you're not doing shit, you're watching TV, but you turn on this, you can turn on this this herf and watch these ten guys just go at each other, enjoying each other's company, but talking shit and talking shit about other brands and talking shit about themselves and and telling stories. That's that's the that's that's fantastic. That's that's an incredible thing. Prior to the pandemic, uh, a lot of guys when they'd come into Florida, and I think in the next six months or so, I think it'll correct itself again when people start to travel more. People would go to Caribbean, which is my shop in Miami, my local shop, not my personal shop. And on any given day, anybody in the industry would walk in and sit down, and you know I would be sitting there, or Jack would be sitting there, and you know it was industry talk, and the guys who were members of that shop, guys who were regulars at the shop would sit there and just hear stuff that they would never hear anywhere else. You know, they were getting some inside baseball stuff. Like, um, sadly, I was in, I'm in Indiana on Thursday. Mickey Pegg texts me. He goes, I'm at, I'm at Caribbean. Are you in town? I said, no, I'm, I'm in Indiana. But, you know, Mickey's a guy has been in the industry 25 years. Mm-hmm. You don't think Mickey's got some great stories to tell and the guy, the regulars there oh, are going to be like, yeah, the, the regular, I say, I tell them all the time, you guys are spoiled. You guys are hearing the nuts and bolts of our industry. Thank God they don't repeat any of it. But you know, you're hearing, you're hearing, you're hearing the stories from not not the guys who are repeating the stories, but the guys who made the stories. Yeah, that's no, what it's all about. Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, and that's it goes back to the whole culture of being in a cigar shop or lounge. Um, <clears throat> you know, in general, I mean, the story, the people you meet, the people you run into. And I always tell people, like, you never know who you're going to run into at a cigar shop. Absolutely I mean, not. Depending on where you go, maybe more of a chance than others, but in the general sense. You never know. You know, someone will walk in. It doesn't even have to be an industry person. It could be a celebrity. It could be uh, someone you know. It could be someone from the industry. It could be a brand owner. It could and, be a rep. It could be anybody. And, and, the, and we support each other. Let me tell you something. When Blackworks has an event at that shop, I go and I buy my cigars and I sit there and I, I, I support the event. When Drew has an event, I support the event. Just like whenever Espinosa, even though Espinosa does do a lot of events at that shop because it's in Espinosa Lounge and I'm there four times a week, we support each other. Me and Jack were on the road in Tennessee uh, I want to say, I want to say a couple of months, uh, November, right around November, we were in Tennessee. We had like five events in five days. And in each one of those events, reps from other brands would come to hang out with us because they wanted to hang out with the two guys from Espinosa. The guy from Drew came one night. The guy from Cornet, Crown Heads came one the other night. It, it was, you know, and, and the reps are the best. As much as you think brand owners and, and brand ambassadors are, or the guys who have the great story, the reps have the best stories because they're the guys with their feet, you know, they got their feet up, their feet on the pavement. They're found on the pavement and they hear all the great stories and they've got all the great stories. And I'm telling you, it, the, the time just flies when these guys are at these events with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been involved in it. I've been there. I've done it. And it's, it is. It's a great And you never want to leave. That's the thing. You'll, and you'll, be, you'll go in there like, I'm going to be here for a couple hours. I'll have a cigar, maybe two. And you know it's six o'clock, and then before you know it, it's it's one in the morning, and you're like, "Fuck, I gotta go to bed." Like, you know, where did that time go? <laughs> you know, it yeah. just it goes so quick. Ah, uh, especially at the trade shows too. I mean, yeah, you I, just, I am not a, sleep. I'm not. A, I'm not a big talker. I really am not. I mean, I do a lot of podcasts, but I'm promoting my brand that I work for. This is the brand that I work for. I consider it my brand because I was there. It's I'm also I also consider it my brand in the sense that I've been there since day one. 
and I am, though I'm not an Espinosa, I consider myself an Espinosa by proxy. I've been with this company from day one. I remember when we had an 800 square foot warehouse with no tobacco in it, no cigars. And, and look where we are now. So I'm very proud of this brand and every chance I can come on to promote the brand and promote what we're doing and promote Eric and his son and Jack and Richie and the rest of our team and the guys we make cigar for and the guys that we work in conjunction with and, and other lounges that we work with, I'm all for it. But I'm not a big talker. I mean, usually I, I if you I, I, I think I've never I've never been close to using my allotted minutes back in the old days when you had allotted minutes to talk on the phone. Yeah. I, I, I may talk 100 minutes a week. I don't talk 100 minutes a week. I don't talk that much on the phone. <laughs> However, <clears throat> you find me at the PCA or at a at, a, at one of these uh, brand where all the where the brands are doing giveaways, just, uh, the smoking events. And I'm I can't shut up. I because I, I, I like the people. I like the guys in our industry mostly and i and i enjoy you know mostly (laughs) yeah listen there's always listen there's always guys that you're like oh god this guy but at the end of the day when you have a big enough group even that guy can get lost in that group i mean you know i'm I'm sitting at a table with uh i had ricky rodriguez uh i had david blanco from blanco cigars and christian aroff so I'm sitting with three guys who are brand owners. I'm a brand ambassador in the sense that I work for Eric. I'm not. A, I'm not the brand owner, but we're we're sitting at this table. Everybody, I'm as popular as they are in the sense that the people who came out to this event knew who I was. And as a matter of fact, I think Christian turned to me and goes, "Did you bring these people in here? Because when they call, you know, we do this little panel where you sit up on stage and you ask questions. And when they when they introduce me, I got like this huge hand. And Christian's like, "Did you bring these people in?" I go. Brought them all in. All of them flew in from Miami. They're all my people. They're all here to, Just all for here you. to support. Just I for made you. the phone call. Made the phone I call. I made the phone call, and, you know, here they are. But that's not my point is that all of us, you know, let's <laughs> yeah, it's, that's right, Chris. Unless they corner you on the deck. That's true. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's an inside joke. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Um, so, hey, so, all right, go ahead. I, I won't even tell that story. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. I was going to say we're going to just take a quick pause and do our news segment really quick. Uh, our All news right. is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, it's McAuliffe Madness. Uh, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. Get your ambassador number and coin and while you're ready, head over to Facebook and join the McAuliffe Ambassadors Facebook group um, today. This week in the news, the Premium Cigar Association announced today that they are the hiring of Antoine Reed as its new director of content. In this new role, Reed will be responsible for overseeing content creation and production to PCA's various platforms. Utilizing PCA's unique industry position to connect content with retailers, manufacturers, and consumers. In addition, Reed will leverage high-quality content to engage consumers to raise PCA's profile to enhance consumer engagement and grassroots advocacy efforts. Antoine's first day is Tuesday, March 21st. Um, Interesting hire. Awesome to have him. You know, it seems like, you know, they're trying to do a little bit more with media connection, which I think is great. I think he's a great guy to do it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the PCA utilizes this hire um, to, you know, get more content out, which, which I wouldn't say they've been horrible at. They've been better than some of the other associations, <laughs> <coughs> CRA. Um, so, but no, this would be good. I, I think this is, uh, you know, while it's, when you think PCA, it's not like the the biggest ticket item thing that they should focus on. Um, you know, it's always, you know, the legal stuff in Washington. Um, but this is still good. This is big. This is something that I think will help get information to people, uh, something that we've talked about for a long time. And hopefully it, it continues to push PCA in uh, what's 
they've seemed to be in the general sense for the most part in the better direction they've headed in the last couple of years. So, uh, really excited for this, and uh, I hope I hope a lot of uh, great things come out of it. Yeah, definitely. You know, through the years, I'd say all these kind of organizations in general, always the biggest criticism is communication, right? Right. And you know, all the people that are already at PCA. They've got a full plate and beyond of things that are being happened on, like you said, the legislative side. Um, you know, some of them a little bit more active in social media than others. But I think it is important that, you know, they, they definitely look towards um, kind of getting someone into that role that can almost be that communicative force for what's happening behind the scenes at PCA. Uh, and then getting that information not only to the public, but also even to, you know, the retailers who they're an organization that supports the retailers. Right. And uh, and the manufacturers. So uh, I think it's a good step. And, you know, we'll see what happens this year uh, with, with that. And uh, but yeah, I think it's a good hire. Yeah. Our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. Yeah, no, it'd be exciting, you know, um, especially, you know, as us being media people. I mean, we're, we're the ones that probably affects a lot of. Um, and it's nice that in, in PCA has, I've been, in, I mean, I've been in touch with them, you know, uh, since the beginning on the fundraiser, like they're going to help us, you know, promote the, uh, the, the CFCF fundraiser when, which is, I know not like the most important thing, but it helps. And we appreciate that. Of and of course, everything they do for legislation, I mean, they, they've been sending out, um, press releases on things and that's been good. Um, maybe there's some other avenues that they can, you know, build on and make it even better. And uh, I think that'll be great. I think it will be, and uh, I'm excited to see how it shakes out this year. Uh, Hector, one of the things I wanted to bring up with you, we had a couple of comments. So f there's, there's two events. Uh, first thing I'm going to bring up, because it just happened, uh, Espinosa sponsored the Great Smoke Tailgate last weekend. Now, I didn't go to the Great Smoke this year. Uh, I was unable to travel, but... Um, Tell us about that. I know this. I think this was the first time that the tailgating has been done. Well, I wasn't. Remember, I was in Ohio and Indiana last week. So oh, that's right. That's true. Was, yeah. The reason I was in Ohio and Indiana is because Eric. Look, Eric doesn't say it's hard for Eric to say no to anybody. And at times, Eric will double book. <laughs> I mean, it's a. Yeah. It's it happens. It happens to all of us. Uh, he may double book, and the, he had. I think. Uh, the ten event in Ohio, he had booked it a little bit earlier, but you know the the Great Smoke, not to disparage any of the two events, but uh, his his relationship with Abe goes back to EO, and I, I think that it's, you know, he after much debate he he realized that you know that maybe he had to attend this because uh, Abe had already been promoting him as being there, and there you know don't threaten me with a good time sending me to Ohio. Or Indiana in the <laughs> because I I love it. It was snowing during this event, and I went out there like a kid. I think there's video. I went out there like a kid, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to get snowflakes in my in my mouth and my because it's I I love the Midwest when it's cold. I try not to travel in the summer because I can be hot and miserable in Miami. I don't want to be hot and miserable in your hometown, <laughs> so I just stay here and be hot and miserable. Uh, so from what I understand, uh, it was you know the the barbarians or the rough. I think it was the ruffians that were the ones who were the, who were going to be, be at the tailgate. And Eric has, you know, Eric is a guy who will tell you that our company was founded and grew initially on, on social media and, uh, and, and a lot of these smoking groups. And he has a lot of, uh, 
you know, he has a lot of, you know, he has a lot of feeling for these guys. And a lot of those guys have equity in us in the sense that we've done releases for them, for their, their particular organizations and their particular functions and their, their charities that they support. So I wasn't there, but I can only tell you if Eric was there and it was breakfast, he was probably super on in the morning. And I've, I've got to assume they had a great time. I mean, it's, that's, you know, you, have you ever, if you've spent five minutes around Eric, Eric can't sit still. Eric is a guy who has to constantly be, he's an entertainer. I'm not an entertainer. If I am, I'm more of a, I'm a different kind of entertainer where Eric is a real high energy and, you know, he's got you laughing with the jokes. And I'm more of a sardonic kind of guy. You know, right. I, I, I make you laugh by, you know, ragging on this or ragging or complaining. You know, that's, that's kind of my thing, but I'm sure it was a great time. I mean, I, I wish I had a, a better report for you. No, it's, no, it's okay. I mean, I know that, um, I heard a lot of people talking about it. People had a great time. Uh, one of the parts of the Great Smoke that I missed because I wanted to see that and experience it for myself. But it seems like it was a success, and hopefully it continues and we can see that again. And when I listen, do, if Eric, have... if if I'm sure that Eric doing the breakfast was couldn't have been any. It, it had to be just as good as Boothy doing the pink rhino or whatever that other thing they used to do afterwards. Oh yeah. They used to go oh yeah yeah at yeah. The yeah. Experiment rhino or whatever yes. that was called. I'm sure. Listen, Abe. Abe is a lot of things, but one thing he is not is a dumb man, and I'm sure that he puts the he puts the right people in the right situation to, to get the most out of that event. Huh? Yeah, uh, uh, Tim McCabe. There was probably a ton of card tricks that morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, uh, we. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's he's good. At, he's really good at that. Uh, he's the, really really good. At that. The other the other event that people are talking about is more specific to you guys is Lazona Palooza. Um, which is for Espinosa people, I know is always a big deal. Um, yeah. When is uh, when is the next Lozona Palooza? The Lozona Palooza will be in November. Uh, we haven't after the show. We'll narrow the dates down. Right now, we have to we have to go by big events. We have to wait. You know, we have to let one big event go before we start working on the next one. And the next big event is obviously PCA. So we will definitely be looking at Lozona Palooza as soon as we return from uh, we return from the PCA uh, as you know and I've said a thousand times it's my favorite event not uh, it's you know <laughs> it's a lot of people uh, coming <laughs> down and you know it's it's uh, for a guy who doesn't like to be around a lot of people in the sense that in a confined area it's really tough on me you know but uh, it's only it's it's only it's it's only fair to say that the reason they're they're there, is because they want to be with us. They want to spend time with us. They want that fellowship that they can get from our particular brand that they choose to get from our particular brand. They can get this from any brand out there, but they want that fellowship with us. They want to hang out with Eric. They want to play the games and eat the food and smoke the cigars and talk to the guy. Listen, the majority of the guys who, who want to talk to me, they just want to talk to me. They want five minutes. They want to come in for five minutes. They want to talk about their favorite cigar. And if they play their cards right, I give them something out of Hector's Magic Humidor. And the Magic Humidor is nothing but cigars that didn't make it to production, but have been sitting pristine there for years. And all of a sudden, guys go, this is great. How come this didn't come out? Well, because when we were going to make it, it was dog shit. But now, you know, it's been sitting for four years in cedar. Of course, it tastes great. You know, it's. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Listen, they just want they want FaceTime. They want some of that FaceTime. And and, and you can't blame it. You know, I'm I'm. I'm I'm I've got hobbies and I've got things that I like and for instance just recently I now that I'm retired I I, I bought myself a little a little little sports car so I joined a couple of these 
groups of, for, for guys who have that particular car. And, you know, and, and there's a, a faction of us in this group that are all over 50. We're like these gray beard Subaru owners, you know, you go to, you go to a, you go to a car show and you see guys who own Subaru, these WRXs and these SPIs, they're all young guys like Mitchell and yourself, you know, with the, yeah. And then, then you look over, there's a bunch of guys who smell of, you know, they we take Geritol and smell of Bengay, but there we are with our little, our Japanese all wheel drive cars, you know, and talking about the latest thing and how we smoke this guy in the D in, in a GTI. And, you know, it, it, that's what we do. You know, that's so that's, I like hanging out with those guys and I can see the correlation where guys want to come down and hang out with the guys who make one of their favorite cigars, if not their favorite cigar, one of their favorite cigars, because there's just so many great cigars out there. It's nice just to be in the conversation. Yeah. And it is tough. I mean, especially today, I mean, you got more and more brands, boutique brands, small brands coming out of the woodwork. Uh, I mean, not in a bad sense, but you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition out there. Well, sure, a lot of a lot of the look. We're 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 a large boutique company. I think if we're going to start sub categorizing ourselves and then subcategorizing ourselves, I think we're a large boutique company. I think there are about ten companies that are are direct, and I don't want to say direct competition because there's enough space for everybody. Right. But there are about ten companies that are about the same size, the same with the same kind of footprint in 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 the marketplace and are very active on social media. Then you have a lot of companies that have shown up out of the blue in the last couple of years. And I don't know if it's guys, you know, I don't know if their heart was in the right place or if they were, you know, trying to grab, you know, the vestiges of the last, uh, the, this current boom. But I, you know, I, I wish them all well. I hope that they're not the tip of the spear when this, when it comes crashing down, which, you know, there will be a correction at some point. But I think that you have to use this time between now and the next correction to well establish yourself in in the in that hierarchy of, of, of cigar manufacturers we are we are very we're in a very good spot uh, you know we have the we have a very charismatic team uh, we've been doing this 11 years now and you know where everybody is everybody's growing at a nice rate we have just grown everybody's growing incrementally we have just we've just blown the roof the doors off the off this shit in the last couple of years so, you know, that's uh, fingers crossed that we keep, you know, we keep it up. Yeah, you guys have done a great job. And it's funny, a little bit before you mentioned Espinosa is a brand that really grew out of social media. Um, and you guys have capitalized on that. And I think that there's a lot of companies who have done that. Some of them, I think, were later to the game. But I think when they saw people like yourselves, you know, from the beginning do it and the success that you had, it's like, oh, the social media thing. I need to get in on that. Um, you know, the, and there's a handful of brands that come to mind that were good brands, established brands, already did a lot of business, you know, even, you know, much bigger brands than Espinosa um, that I've just seen in the last couple of years. It's like they do a lot more on social media now and, and, and they're staying relevant with a, a younger generation and being able to connect with people more. Kind of like and and it's earlier. not just and it's not just about marketing on social media. It's any kind of engagement. <laughs> whether you're you're opining on on you know even though we try to stay away in our at our in our company we kind of have a dick you know we we kind of stay away from anything political we use the michael jordan approach when it comes to politics uh because uh you know as michael jordan said he goes look i don't want to get into politics because both democrats and republicans buy sneakers so i don't i don't we don't we don't we don't do the political stuff but 
we may opine, you know, I've been known to opine on, on the Cuba thing on occasion, or, you know, uh, you know, Eric might just do a short video where he's got a card trick or he wants to tell a story or he's promoting an upcoming event to Sokka's question of the week to Skip's rant on, you know, something that he saw that, that, that made him, that, that made him want to give an opinion on something. And, you know, and, and regardless of the opinion and regardless of what you feel, the interactions where it's at, you know, when you're getting 500 views and 500 comments, you are interacting with your, your, your crowd. I mean, uh, when it's not the, uh, it might be, uh, you know, when, when I'm sorry, when, when Carney was Carney and, and during the pandemic, they were doing the smoking. They were doing the, the, the cooking thing on live the yeah, show. That was, hacking gourmet. Yeah. Hacking gourmet. Then you had, uh, you have Terrence now who, who's really, they've really, uh, Agronos has really embraced the video aspect of it with the, with the videos and, and Terrence talking about whether it's fermentation or leaf processing or the fields or, you know, you are, you are trying to, you're trying to engage on just, Hey, this is being released. Hey, I'll be at I'll be at the Huff and Puff in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the eighth. You know, you're trying to engage a little bit past that. You know, and listen, whether it's you know, I think the I think the Dolphins, I think the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl this week, this year. You know, you put that on there, you get engagement from guys. No, this, it's going to be the Cowboys. No, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. I mean, we do all kinds of silly shit to to and and it's and it's not silly. You think about it, it's something that we we you know we're not forced to do it. We're doing it because we want to do it. Me and Jack do a draft show for Christ's sakes. We don't work for ESPN. We don't have hair like Mel Kiper, but you know, here we are. Here we are bringing in guys in the industry who are fans of their team right before the pick. Hey, what do you think? Uh, you know, we had Terrence on when you're, Hey, uh, Terrence, the Patriots are on the clock. What do you think they're going? And Terrence like, well, you know, I think we need a tight end or maybe a running back. But then all of a sudden new England traded the pick to somebody. Hey, Terrence, I'm sorry, man. We made a trade. You got to go. And they traded to Denver, and I got the dojo guy on. Hey, Eric, what do you think is going on here? Oh, I think they're going to go linebacker here. This is the guy that, you know, and this is nothing to do with cigars. But there are people watching because it's their cigar guys and bringing on other cigar guys to talk about something completely outside of cigars to show you that we are multidimensional. And Samantha Nicole says she wants us to bring back the Heckle and Jekyll show. We had to stop the Heckle and Jekyll show because we eventually were going to get in trouble. Because we, <laughs> we were, we were going to get in trouble because, uh, as I like to say, uh, a lot of people say it's we're gossipy. We're not gossipy. We're intelligence gatherers. That's the you know that's what I did for my that's what I did in my career in the police department, and it's hard for me to stop doing it now. So I like uh, I like being known as the uh, unofficial center of intelligence and information of the industry. Information goes relay. <laughs> information relay where we we get information and we vet it, and then we can either. Uh, you know, agree or disagree with what we heard and, you know, keep it to ourselves and then like to say at the end, well, we already knew that because we do. Uh, but we were going to get in trouble because a lot of the heckle and Jekyll guests that we had on are friends of ours. Uh, for instance, we had Juan, La- Juan Lopez on from Gurkha. So who's a sponsor? Uh, it's, it's Mitchell's sponsor. Yes. So Juan's on yep. the show. We can't have a 30-minute show with Juan. I mean, you know, all of Juan's great stories cannot be told on the air. I mean, you know, because Juan is that, Juan's that guy who's been in the industry 25 years. He's got great stories. Yeah. You know, we had we had Skip on. You know, that's going to end badly. There's going to somebody's going to get told. You know, somebody's going to get called a, a slap dick or something like that. We can't go. We were, we eventually had to we had to tone it down and we had to just eventually let it fade away because we were going to get in trouble. You know, the last thing we want is Eric getting calls about us. You know being on the air, you know, uh, 
saying things we shouldn't say so or, or bringing up things that we shouldn't bring up. So we just pretty much ditched it. Eklund Jekyll will be back for the draft, and maybe an occasional show every once in a while we get bored. But uh, it's it, we like the interaction. We like interacting with guys in our industry. We have something in common, and I think it, it kind of splits the pie. It, it'll, it kind of shares our pie with whoever we come on, whoever we bring on to talk about something, and whoever we bring on brings their following to the show as well. True. So we 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 really enjoy that. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, I, Tim I actually had. Oh, go ahead. No, go go ahead, Mitchell. I'll let you go first. I, I just had a quick question, kind of a like a a comment about like PCA or, or what you think about PCA. So obviously, the last few years, the the Big Four haven't been there, and it feels like you guys have really stepped up into the shoes that they used to fill. Have you felt like that? Um, has maybe opened you guys up to new accounts or new faces that you might not have seen previously at trade shows? Or do you think just like this little boom is part of that or all of the above? Well, I, th- I think it has. Look, first of all, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Not having the big four there helps everybody. And we have friends who, on, we have friends who work for the big four. The big four is not there for their own reasons. And you can't, you, you can you there it's you can't debate the reasons they have chosen not to go to the pca those are fundamental reasons for those companies to not go that said not having the big four there has helped everybody else you know us included because this is what happens at the first day of the show the first day of the show are people dedicated to going to see the big four and you know you you have an appointment at 9 30 and you get there a little bit before 9 30 and the guy's tied up but hey look have a cigar and sit down and let me show you around. And then now, now you look up at the clock and it's 1030 or 1015. And finally, you're, you know, the guy's free for your appointment. You spend an hour with him. And then after that, it's another cigar and maybe have a drink and look around and then place your order. Next thing you know, as a consumer, a, a retailer who goes to the show, he spent three hours at that booth. That's three hours at this booth, three hours at uh, or two and a half hours at this booth, two and a half hours at the second booth. That's five hours out of the day. Now he's got to do the other two big two later, either today or the next day. That those are two and a half hours that he can spend at three booths, at three boutique booths or three smaller brand booths, interacting and you know placing orders and, and and creating business and buzz for us. So, is there something missing by not having the big four? Of course, you know it's like how, how do you have a car show without Chevy, Ford, you know Chevrolet, Ford or Toyota? How do you not have a how do you have a consumer car engagement show without having those four brands or those three those three big those big big brands? Same thing applies. However, we have tried to make the best of it, as everybody else has. And, uh, you know, it's it's their decision not to go, and I respect their decision not to go. They have their reasons. And, you know, I think the smaller, smaller companies, the brand new ones that pop in every every year, uh, at least one or two come in, they definitely, uh, they definitely have benefited from that. Because while you're at the show, now you find yourself with a couple extra hours that you don't have committed to going to a big, to one of the big, uh, reta- uh, big manufacturers. So you're, you know, you're, you're walking past and looking into the, the, de- the, you're going into the deeper reaches of the show floor and coming across the smaller brands and maybe considering bringing it in. So it's, it's good for everybody all the way around. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And for a more lighthearted question, what, uh, for, for your battle of the bands draft, who do you think, uh, is the favorite to win besides your own picks, obviously? <laughs> Listen, I love, oh, I man. love, I am, I, I am a professional drafter. I, 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 I used to do fantasy baseball and I used to do fantasy football, but I still do fantasy football. 
I like anything to do with drafts and shit like that because I really I get a chance to be analytical. And I when I did the last show last year, I smoked them with Nirvana. I mean, how did oh, how yeah. is Nirvana? Yeah, I mean, so when this show when this show came up, I had if I was going to be number one, it, it doesn't matter if I'd have been number four. The band, the guy I took, Prince and Purple Rain, to me is the '80s, and I'm not a huge Prince fan. Like I'm not a huge Nirvana fan, but yeah. you sometimes you have to go outside of your comfort zone and go with the band. Because if it was a draft for my bands, I would not make. I would. I would be in last place because all of the bands I like from the '80s are all the that second English Invasion, and you know the Smiths and the Cure, and though they're they might be popular in the underground or you know in in among us who are alternative are awesome. guys. They're not, yeah, thank you, but they're not there. I'm saying thank you, like me and Morris here, pals. But my, you know, <laughs> I, I, the, the, I, I, I took it because you have to look at the audience. And like I told these guys during the show, I've walked into a hundred cigar stores and never once have I heard how soon is now being planted at a cigar store. But I have heard, let's go crazy. And I've heard, you know, when Bubs, I've heard Prince. And I was hoping, I would hoping John would succumb to the pressure of taking Michael Jackson's thriller. I just hope that the backlash about what happened to Mike will affect his voting and Prince will again win. And that'll be two years in a row. And I can retire after two successful, uh, two successful draft uh, captures. So, so do you, do you think, do you think Michael Jackson is your toughest competition? I think Michael Jackson by far is our toughest competition. All right. It, I really, I, really I, I, I would say, I mean, uh, I Springsteen, Springsteen, you know, Springsteen had his time in the eighties. You two had this time in the eighties, but, uh, there's a, there's unfortunately, you know how, what happens is things that are popular, they, they receive backlash later on. You know, I've heard guys go, Oh, not another YouTube album. Hey, listen, they put out 20 fucking albums. You don't know what it's, you didn't know what it's like to live in the eighties when you two was an angry band, you know, yeah. trying to set, you know, trying to, trying to set the world on fire and change the world. But the problem is it's 2020 now. So now they're a bunch of old gray haired guys, you know, who, who don't, you know, who, who aren't angry because the, because the, the sway of music has changed. Music you know, our, changed. Our, our generation won't ever forget when iTunes forced you two onto our onto our uh, libraries and we were all like, what is this? I didn't ask for this album. Why is it on my phone? I didn't ask I for know. this. What, what are you doing? I man? know. You, you, didn't, you didn't want Age of Innocence. But I'll tell you, I'm 57 years old. And I saw... Joshua Tree's amazing. Joshua Tree's amazing. I saw, I saw them... I saw them at, Play the war album at, at the Sportatorium. I saw them during the Unforgettable Fire at the Omni. I mean, this is a band that this is a band that captured my angst as a youth because that's that happens to be the period that I grew up in. Like I'm sure the Nirvana captured the angst of the people who grew up in the '90s. You know, that's I I went with the and so I went with Prince because Prince not only did he pass away recently. Uh, people will remember that performance at the, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they'll remember Prince Purple Rain because hell, who has not seen Purple Rain? I mean, who oh, has not when, seen the, when he Super played Bowl, the, man. the halftime show and he played Purple Rain under the rain. There you go. I mean, come you on, know, like, that's one of the most iconic, iconic shows of all time. So you do so, have a good you know, pick. But yeah. I think I think John is my best. Comp- I think John's my closest competition. Coop and and Dave Burke suffer from. They suffer from reminiscence. They, you know, they just, you know, they can't let go of, you know, you know, I knew Dave was going to end up taking like a Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston or something like that. 
you know, you have to, you have, and also you have to gauge the audience. We're dealing with cigar smokers and cigar smokers like music and they like a particular music and, you know, and you could be a country guy or you could be a, you know, an RB guy or you could be a alt guy or an indie guy, but you know who Prince is. And we all, we all look on, we all looked at in awe as uh, she cleansed herself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. If you remember the movie, you know, so I do. Was, uh, yeah, I sure as hell yep. do too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was, uh, I mean, I, I would say as eighties goes, I mean, Purple rain, that's, that's one of those movies that's, you know, that's speaks to the eighties. I mean, you know, absolutely. It's, it's up there with, with some of the greats of the eighties. I mean, and if you were from that time, you know, like yourself or, you know, our parents, it was, uh, that was the time, and you know Great. a Thank lot you. of the. And Thanks, and I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, Thanks. Just, I appreciate that. Not to make you feel well, bad, but you I mean, my, my great well, grandparents. Look, look, look at the time. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Coop, and you know, and you mentioned Coop. Coop holds on to the like the nostalgia, so to speak, and and he's in that age bracket too. And in conversations yeah, I've had not, with Coop, me and Cooper are about the same age, but he's I feel he's twenty years older than I am. I mean, you know, we, you should, you yeah. should hear us have, you should hear us on private chat, just going over some of the things that we just don't agree on. I mean, this is, you know, and everybody rags it for the same things, you know, the importance of managers, the importance of, I mean, <laughs> he is, oh he is definitely from a different era. He is, he Gabe is, Kapler. he is, are you a comic book guy? Any of you guys were comic book guys I'm growing not, up as no. kids? All right. Well, yeah, had, a little bit. Golden Age. We had Golden Age and Silver Age. He is still the, uh. You know he's he's silver age man. He is uh, he the is bronze age. Oh, he's the bronze age actually. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The, bronze, the bronze age of comic books. He absolutely is. So yeah, he is. Uh, he's that guy. I love him, but you know he's that guy, and he's easy. He's he's an easy target to make fun of when we start ragging on these things. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I've got to tell you this guy. <laughs> oh man, that's oh, great. That's, that's a good impression. Oh. oh, David, David, David Wayne's a comic book nerd. You know what I am too, to be honest with you. I have Hector, a huge Hector my, my favorite when you're talking to Coop and you tell him something, you, you already know he's up in arms about it because he literally goes, <sighs> and, you, and like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're you're singing your piece, you're not even done yet, and you just go, yeah, like I thought that this cigar, and you just like basically yeah. well, now you're you're hey, waiting hey, to finish what you have to say so that you can see what he, well, you know, Hector, I, 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 don't, I don't know where I don't, you got I that. Don't, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see it that way. I, 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 I don't. And, and, but, but I'll tell you what. He, I've, 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 we've been friends now almost 11 years. Yeah. And I, he's a, I, I consider him a friend outside of the industry. Oh, yeah. And we talk about all kinds of shit. You know, oh, Coop's the his best. Dad passed, when his dad passed away, it was a hard time for him. And, oh, yeah. But, you know, we're kind of the same boat. We have grown kids. And, you know, we both like this industry. Obviously, we love it from, from different perspectives, you know. And. He's just, you know, he's just so much fun because I, I'm going to go see him now when I'm done here and I'm going to mess with him. I just have, I'm in that mood today to just mess with him a little bit. So I'm going to mess yeah, with him. Tell me, say hi. Hey, Hector, what you got to oh, do just... is you got to ask him, be like, are you a resident of Florida now? Because, I mean, he's been down there for like. <laughs> I literally he, texted him that yesterday. <laughs> I, I like, cannot down, dude. wait. Listen, I cannot wait to retire officially and leave Florida. I am tired of chasing hurricanes. I'm tired of swamp ass in July. You know, getting this this hot as balls, you know. You know, Christmas, you know, it's 85 degrees at Christmas. There's no way you can get into the seasons here. I, I can't wait to leave here and, and move somewhere somewhere 
where you have four seasons and I can be the old man telling you to get off my lawn. And he is in the other direction, which is weird. As, as old school as he is, when it comes to when it comes to loving Miami, he loves Miami. It's almost nouveau about him. He loves him. To him, it's the greatest city in the world. He says it all the time. Well, but uh, yes, and you know, for people who live here, we're like, "Are you insane?" You know, (laughs) this is this is one of the rudest cities. I mean, you know, maybe it's not New York, but this is an incredibly rude city. They don't abla. I abla, and I have a hard time ablando here with the with my my local residents here. I'm just I'm over Miami. It's the greatest city to visit. It's a great city to visit. You want to take a cruise? You come down, you spend a day, you get on a cruise ship. You can't go to South Beach anymore. South Beach is dangerous as hell. You know, you it's it's not like the old days of your family, you know, like back in the back in 1910 when I was a young kid, Matt, and you come down here and you rent a hotel room on the beach and you know, it's 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 not like that anymore. Miami is is very glitzy, it's very flashy. So, you know, it's I I'm over it. And anyway, if you live here, you're constantly between Memorial Day and November and Thanksgiving. You're constantly worried about any little tropical storm that that develops off the coast of Good Hope there in South Africa, because it's always targeted to hit Miami, because the weather, the weather is brought to you by the good folks at Home Depot and Publix. Did I leave? Am I there? You're there. You're there. You're, you're just a very pixelated. Pixelated. What happened here? There you go. I see myself in the little corner box, but not in the screen. That's weird. It is strange. You're all picking. Right. Oh, you're back now. There, there you go. There, there, you go. there you go. So the, all the all the, all the weather here is brought to you by the Home Depot and lo, and the locals and the local supergarbage. So you know, come buy your water and your lumber to to, to cover up your windows. These storms yep. are a nightmare, man. When this these storms start to get close, when they when these storms start to get close, you're like, man, this is some monkey shit right here. So, <laughs> and yeah, it's getting pretty populated. We're at about three point one million people now. It's a lot of people living in Miami, and there's not that much there's not that much space left. It's definitely a busy place, um, but again, you know, I think for the same reason, Coop Coop loves Miami because of the uh, the cigars. Yeah, the cigars and the nostalgia. You know, it's I think he feels like you know he's uh, he stays at Don Shula's hotel for Christ's sake. He stays. He is such a creature of habit. He stays in Miami Lakes, which is it's a very nice area. But compared to all the places, he's constantly, you know, he's constantly down south. Why don't you stay closer to the south? Hey, he likes what he likes, man. I got to give him credit. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm a creature of habit as well. It's yeah. hard for me to, to break away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and, 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 you know, that's, uh, I say it's it's natural. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess everyone's a creature of habit to some degree. I guess some of yeah. us more than others. But, uh, you know, t- to a degree, I think we all are. Um, but, Hector, you know, I'm looking at the time here, and, and we just this show blew by. Um, this, this, we're, we're almost done here. We're going to wrap up the show. Um, so first of all, thank you for being on the show. It's always great to see you. It's always great to sit down and talk to you. I appreciate it. Listen, an hour and a half is not, I, listen, I'm one of those three or four guys and I, and they know who they are, that we just love the sound of our own voice. We can talk for three hours. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, 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 it's not a problem. Hour and a half. You said, Hey, can you come on the show for hour and a half? I can do that on my head. Look, I only had one cigar. I only knew it was going to be, it was a one cigar show. Yeah. Hey, it's not cigar coop, you know. So we uh, we get in and we it's get out. Base, it's not it's not the baseball marathon, the no. four hour baseball marathon that we that we <laughs> But uh, guys, that's going to be our show for this week. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for watching. If you're listening later on the podcast platforms, thank you. And if you're not, go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you can get your podcasts on all of the podcast apps and download our episodes. While you're at it, head over to our 
Cigar Family Charitable Foundation fundraising raffle. Uh, you can find the link in the comments in the videos as well as at smokeandtobacco.com on our fundraiser section at the top, or I think it's under charity. Uh, we are at 9110 the last time I checked. Uh, so we are we are moving right along. And thank you once again to everyone who's been a part of it and has donated. We really appreciate it. Next week we have Jason and Rebecca from Ash Quarterly coming on the show. And uh, I think we're doing a spare notes this weekend because I don't know how long Coop's in Florida for now. I know he just he went leaves, back. He leaves Thursday. He leaves tomorrow. He leaves oh, tomorrow. all right. So, yeah, he'll be he'll be out. So we'll be probably doing spare notes. So stay tuned for another spare notes show. That's going to be a long one. It's going to be a busy one. And uh, it was a great time. Hector, again, thank you for being here. And, uh, you know, stay smoky, My buddy. My pleasure. No problem, man. All right, guys, that's going to do it. We'll see you next week. Take care. See you. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.